Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today, but before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps. And that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course, direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff. Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop, CISSPCybertraining.com, and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Welcome to the Reduce Cyber Risk Podcast. Episode 72, CISSP exam questions, domain five, identity and access management. Welcome to the Reduce Cyber Risk Podcast, where we provide you the training and tools you need to pass the CISSP exam while enhancing your cybersecurity career. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to grow your cybersecurity knowledge so that you're better prepared to pass the CISSP exam. All right, let's get going. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well this beautiful day. Uh, This is a wonderful day in February here in the great state of Kansas in the United States. Uh, It is an awesome, awesome day. Finally starting to get the weather starting to warm up, so it's going to be beautiful. And uh, it's it's great. My kids are off for the wonderful weekend. And as they are off, then the fun things begin. Uh, yeah, I, I love my children. But after having five of them right now at home, it's about ready to kill me. I'm, don't, I'm just, yeah, I'm struggling. And so, yeah, and if you are, any of you have ever children at all, um, or if you have children at some point in time in your life, my recommendation is to stick with boys. Yeah, just stick with boys. Uh, girls, yeah, they, I love my daughters, but by the way, they they just when they're teenagers, you know, not so much. They're 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 unique. There is no doubt about it. So hope everybody's doing well and uh, had a great past this past week and have had a good Monday. Uh, you can check out some the last uh, CISSP podcast. We we'll put that out on Monday, so you should be able to get that into your queue. Uh, but other than that, things are going well here in Kansas, so I can't complain at all. Actually, I was in a interesting conversation with a company that I can't talk about, but uh, they are dealing with an insider threat problem. And it's kind of an interesting aspect that when you start getting into CISSP and you study those those topics, 
you will become get your cybersecurity background. You get more exposure to a lot of different areas that uh, will help your company and help your career. And, and in this episode, I, I kind of will talk about the questions real quick. But there was actually an interesting aspect on the insider threat and what are some of the key things you're doing to watch for an insider. Uh, the and if you're not familiar with what that is, it's a, basically in the past it used to be who was a person that had been co-opted into stealing information. And in a previous life when I was in the red team, we would basically act like an insider in some respects or we would potentially try to co-opt an insider into giving us information. Now, like I say, in the past it was the individual who was doing espionage for a a company for a country and now it's changed to the fact that they still have that aspect where someone could be an insider or could be doing uh, these malicious activities to steal data but it also now has become their account and more than the individual it's what does their account have access to and it's, it's stuff that we've talked about in my CISSP training program uh, from an insider's threat perspective that you would end up uh, you could compromise an account and then find out what they can, can connect to. And then as a hacker, you would steal their credentials then you would log into what they can get. And then you would steal all their data and bring it back home. And that was the ultimate goal. And it wasn't so much that the person you turned the individual because it took a lot of work. Uh, if you look at some of the, the spies that had been against the United States or it, it doesn't matter whatever country you go against. It takes a lot of work to turn those individuals to to co-opt against their uh, their actual country. Well, now you don't even have to do that. All you have to do is steal their credentials and you automatically get a spy within an organization. So it's pretty cool. Um, I highly recommend that you check out my CISSP training videos around insider threat. There's some good things in there. And then how to build an insider threat program for your company. Uh, it, it's important to build one of those out, even if you start small, just, just because you're going to have that problem no matter what. Um, I had the story where I was talking to our HR folks. At one point when I first started with my company that I'm with now and said, you know, you do have an insider threat problem. And the gal goes to me, she says, no, we don't have an insider threat problem. I said, why is that? And she said, well, because my culture, our culture won't allow it. And I started to laugh. And I'm like, uh, sweetheart, um, yeah, it doesn't matter that you, you can have the best culture in the world, but anybody at any point in time can be turned. Uh, it's just a matter of of finding out whether or not what is the, what motivates them because a good divorce uh Kids knowing in college, all of those aspects can turn people into uh, individuals who will steal data for money. So something there, a little piece of tidbit, a little piece of information around the insider threat. So let's roll into domain five, identity and access management questions. Now, question 99. So again, you can see these questions on SeanGerber.com. You can get access to them uh, as well, and they'll be out there for you to download. Question 99. What is the ideal humidity range for a computer? A, 20 to 40%, B, 40 to 60%, C, 60 to 75%, and D, 80 to 95%. Like 80 to 95, that's like it's raining. So, okay, so as you're looking through that, what would you think it would be? So if you don't know, we understand that if you got too less of moisture in the air, what happens? You get static electricity. If you get too much, what do you get? You get rain. So, you want to think about that. Static electricity and rain are both bad for computer rooms. Just just telling you. So what is the ideal humidity range for a computer room? A is 20 to 40%. B is 40 to 60%. C is 60 to 75%. And D is 80 to 95%. All right. The ideal amount is B, 40 to 
All right, you can get these questions uh, off of SeanGerber.com. You can also go to Brainscape, and I have the, sh- the link in the show notes to go get those questions. All right, question two. A, a, a type B fire extinguisher, I was getting confused there for a minute. A type B fire extinguisher may use all except which of the following suppression mediums? A, water, B, CO2, C, halon or an acceptable halon substitute, or D, soda acid. Okay, so type B fire extinguisher. A, water, B, CO2, C, halon or acceptable halon substitute, or D, soda acid. And the answer is A, water. Water is never a suppression medium in type B. Okay, so we remember I focus on this is a type B fire extinguisher may use all except, underline except. So when you go through and you read these questions, make sure you do that. When you're reading the question, now granted it's on a computer, so you can't really write on the computer, but put that down on a note because they'll give you a piece of paper to write notes on. A recommendation would be to like write except or do something to help key your memory on it is not, uh, it's, an, it's a not, right? In that case of an except. Okay, so that is, uh, answer is A, water. Next question, which of the following is not an advantage of using security guards? Okay, so which is a not an advantage? Again, negative. A, security guards are usually unaware of, of the scope of the operations within the facility. So they're unaware. Cool. Not all environments and facilities support security guards. That is true. Not all security guards are themselves reliable. That is true as well. D, pre-screening, bonding, and training does not guarantee effective and reliable security guards. That is very, very true as well. So you got three trues and one false. Which of the following is not a disadvantage? So that's a double negative. Not a disadvantage of using security guards. Security guards are usually unaware of the scope of operation within a facility. B, not all environments and facilities support security guards. C, not all security guards are themselves reliable. D, pre-screening, bonding, and training does not guarantee effective and reliable security guards. Answer is A, yep, security guards are usually unaware of the scope of the operations within the facility. They're usually pretty tight. They're pretty, they have a pretty good handle on that. All right, so those are all the questions for Domain 5, Identity Nexus Management. All right, I hope you have a wonderful day. Check me out again at SeanGerber.com. You can get me again, Sean, S-H-O-N. Yes, I love my parents. I don't know why they named me that. Gerber, like the baby food, toilet, or knife. And you can check me out at SeanGerber.com, and I have got some great stuff for you there. So head on over there and get some good free stuff. All right, have a great day. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today on my podcast. Head over to SeanGerber.com and look at all the free content that I have available for you. There is a CISSP mini course, free CISSP exam questions, podcasts, and so much more. It's all available to my email subscribers, so sign up. If you want my personalized CISSP training, purchase my training courses, and I'll be there to help you with your CISSP needs so you can pass the test the first time. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up to join my email list and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. 
You will also gain access to other free resources. So just head on over to freeciswpquestions.com or ciswpcybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.